Well, this is the fourth and final week of our message series, Masterpiece. And over the last three weeks, we have said that Jesus is God's masterpiece. He is the self-portrait of God in the flesh and blood. He lived and walked the earth as fully human while being fully God. And he makes us shares in the divine nature of God. By our baptism, God is making us into a masterpiece as well even though our lives are not perfect. Last week, we discovered that like the water turned into wine, God wants to transform us by taking the ordinary and making it extraordinary. So if you've missed any of the last three weeks of homilies, or if you would like to share them with anyone, you can find them on our website at stmary.life. There you will find them in written or in audio form. The gospel for today is the account of Jesus at the Nazareth synagogue just as he was starting his public ministry. As Jesus prepares to read one of the lessons, he enrolls enrolls the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He then reads the passage. Then he rolls the scroll and hands it back. He says to the congregation, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Now, today, we would call this a mic drop. Okay, so you're all looking at me confused like the other masses have. So, young people, if you could explain to the older people. No. So, what a mic drop is today is when someone says something really profound and really makes this important statement and then kind of leaves the stage right after they do that and they drop their mic. So, it's supposed to make a point or a big emphasis. And that's what, really what happens here with Jesus. I mean, he sits down, they're all looking at him. And he says, today this is fulfilled in your hearing. And their mouths were wide open. Fulfilled in your hearing. What did Jesus mean by that? And what relevance does this have for, for our life today? I mean, is it true for us, as it was for them back then, that today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing? The passage that Jesus quotes begins with describing a character in the passage. It's the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. So this person is someone that the spirit has anointed. And in the Old Testament context, the identity of the speaker is very clear. These are words and things that are said of the Messiah, things that the Messiah would speak. This is a messianic prophecy, the The Hebrew term Messiah or the Greek equivalent term the Christ means the anointed one. And you think back to when the prophet Samuel anointed young David. I mean, he literally dumped fragrant olive oil on top of his head. This was to mark David out as God's choice for king. It was showing that the Lord's blessing and favor and power were coming upon David to equip him for his office as king. David was the Lord's anointed in that sense. And then years later, another prophet named Nathan came to King David and told him that he would have one of his sons would become king. And this son of David would have an even greater kingdom. The blessing and power of God would be upon him in an even greater way. This son of David would have an everlasting kingdom full of blessings for God's people. 
The ideas became associated with the promised son of David, the great king and deliverer to come, which was the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one. And so when Isaiah writes this prophecy several hundred years after David, it is clear that these words are the words of the Messiah. It's the words that he would speak when he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. So as Jesus read this in the temple, it is as if he is saying, and he is saying, I am that person. I am that Messiah. And as such, the passage he reads tells us that he is sent to the poor, to the captives, to the blind, and to those who are oppressed. And that leads us to ask the question for today in our context, who are these people? Who are the poor, the captive, the blind, the oppressed? Is it us? Can we admit and realize that this may be speaking not only about other people, but about our very selves, us? The poor, the captives, the blind, those who are oppressed, that's us. That's you. That's me. By nature, we are poor. We do not have any riches that we can rely on. Now, you know, some of us already don't have much money to start with, but even if you do, you can't take it with you. Earthly treasures will do you no good after you leave this world. We all know that. Do you see yourself as captive, unable to free yourself? We're all held captive by sin itself. Whether it is things as being overly critical or unkind or not generous, or if it is addiction to substances or even the internet, we do have a problem that we cannot fix on our own, no matter how hard we try or, or how nice of a person we want to be. What does it mean for us to be blind if we have our physical sight? Without the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit, you and I are, are spiritually blind, groping in the dark, not knowing, how, not knowing who God is or how to reach him always bumping into obstacles we ought to be able to avoid, running into one another and straying off the path that, that leads to life, searching to hear God's voice, to know what he wants from us and how he is leading us. We are oppressed by our sins and our inclination to sin. But the world whispers its sweet nothings, its enticing messages into our ears our own selfish desires can drown out the sound of God's voice. This is the battle we're in. So if this really is who we are, then I'd say we need help. I mean, I know I do. I don't know about you. I mean, do you qualify as poor, as captive, as blind, as, a, as oppressed? That's who Jesus came for. Are you in need of spiritual help? Do you realize your need for a Messiah, for an anointed one? If so, I've got good news for you. You're the people for who Jesus has come. The Christ comes precisely to rescue you. Jesus is speaking to you today in our gospel. 
God's grace comes to you and is proclaimed to you in the person of Jesus Christ. He is the good news for the poor. And Christ, you have riches laid up for you in heaven beyond your wildest imaginations, which no one can take from you. Jesus Christ is liberty for the captive and the oppressed. He opens the prison doors and sets the captives free. He delivers you from the oppression of the devil, of the world, of ourselves. An oppression that would otherwise crush us. Jesus Christ is sight and healing for the blind. He shows us the way and says, follow me. And he himself is the way and the truth and the life. Christ's light shines for us a path that leads us to him, that leads us to heaven. And so this is why he was sent. This is, why he, this is what he was anointed to do. This is why Jesus can take the scroll of Isaiah and read it and say, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. But how he fulfills it ultimately is what's so strange. I mean, you see, when, when Jesus reads this passage in the Nazareth synagogue, at first, the people are impressed. They say they, they like what he has to say. But then their unbelief rises up. And they can't believe that their hometown boy Jesus, whom they've known since he was a kid, that he could possibly be the Christ. They don't like the fact that he hasn't performed a big miracle in their town yet. And then when Jesus tells them of some examples of miracles in the Old Testament, which are for all people and not just for them, well, that's just really too much for them. This infuriates them. And because of what he said, they want to kill him. And they ultimately do. They do not receive him as their Messiah because they do not see their need. They do not re recognize that he is the anointed one, the one sent by God. Ironically, it is in this rejection that Jesus will fulfill his mission as the Messiah. And this fulfillment will take him all the way to the cross. There the Messiah will die in shame for our sins, for those of the whole world. This, this is how the Messiah sets us free. His sacrifice on the cross takes away our sins and gives us the example and the power to make our sacrifice each day to God ourself. It is through our relationship with God that we are forgiven and empowered to overcome. Christ is risen, and all who trust in him and are baptized with him will rise with him and will become the masterpiece that God created us to be. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Yes, today, right here, right now, in your hearing. Jesus is still speaking these same words today. He is still proclaiming the good news into your ears today. Good news for the poor. Liberty for the captives and the oppressed. Sight for the blind. The permanent and eternal year of the Lord's favor. Right here, today. All of these are yours in Christ. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing.